Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a once proud member of the now defunct Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. It's the third episode of the COVID-19 Quarantine Series. We catch up with our good friend and fellow essential, Mike Shea from the Basement Lounge. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM whenever we return to live shows. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence overwhelms me. I guess we'll go ahead and get started then. Hey, uh, welcome to the Life Radio Show. Uh, I'm your host, Don Smith. This is uh, episode three of the quarantine edition. Uh, we are all stuck at home right now, at least. Uh, I, I wish I was. I, I'm, I'm essential. I'm essential. Are you essential, Mike? I'm, I'm essential. I'm, I'm, I'm really essential, apparently. It's, it's, it's good to be essential, I guess. Mike Shea is my guest for today. Uh, he's recording this as I'm recording this in case my recorder screws up. Because you never know. You never know. I, I haven't had a lot of luck with them lately. But anyway, uh, you are essential. I'm essential. We are uh, going to get through this somehow. Because I'm really, I was thinking about it today, and I'm the kind of person that would love nothing more right now than to not be essential and just get to stay home and do nothing. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm definitely of two minds of it. Like, on, on the one hand, it's like, it's nice that I'm still getting to, to have my paycheck. But at the same time, it's like, man, you know, everybody else gets to just sit at home and 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 be lazy. I want to I want to do that. I don't like having to get dressed and go to the go to like, I'm the only one in the office now. Like my department's the only department still working in the office. Everybody else gets to work from home. What the hell? Yeah, that ain't right at all, man. <laughs> See, they, they put they put me on second shift, which is which sucks because I don't I don't care for second shift. I left a second shift oh. job, lost my shift premium to go work this day shift job, and then they put me on second shift with no shift premium. Oh, I feel your pain, man. Oh, that sucks. And then to, to add to it, they decided last week that they were going to send out an email letting us know that they were uh, they were not going to uh, be giving uh, pay increases this year because of the uncertainty with coronavirus. And I thought, well, that's a great excuse to use. Oh, uh, that's, that's bull. And perfect timing, too. because And that's what I said to my boss. I said, I see you guys have really decided to... Uh, you know, boost morale by announcing this uh, no raise thing to a bunch of guys that are working a shift we don't want to work with no extra premium out on the front lines working uh, in healthcare during so a, that's during great. a global <laughs> pandemic. Right during a, a global <laughs> pandemic when uh, all our friends get to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've been I, I'm more antisocial than people realize. You know, considering what I do, I, I actually. The thought of getting quarantined at home, I'm thinking this would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny how what what the rest of the world considers a lifestyle called quarantine, I consider you know Tuesday just a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, if anything, this has made me realize that when uh, when the quarantine is up, I need to get out more because the fact that a quarantine hasn't changed my lifestyle. <laughs> at all is kind of a kind of an eye opener. 
Yeah, that's that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. It, I, I can't say the same because I was out way more than I wanted to be. Right. I guess I need to work on my personality when I realize that a quarantine sounds great to me. I guess that's, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the difference. Is you, you, <laughs> you realize you have to get out more, and I realize I maybe should stay home more because I don't get enough quarantine time on my own. In fact, I'm supposed to go see somebody tonight, and I, I'm really thinking about canceling. <laughs> if there was if there was ever a, a, a good time to have an excuse, just be like, you know what? I don't think I can make it. I think I might got the, I think I might have got the rota. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll have to give you a rain check on that. Let me quarantine for 14 days and see how I'm feeling. Well, yeah, I've I've called in sick to work and faked it. I, I surely can fake it now. Right. <laughs> This, this is the time to fake call in because nobody's going to question you. Oh, no, yeah. We, uh, if we call in sick, I called in, I called in sick. So the, the, the week that everything kind of hit the fan, um, I had gone to a concert in Cleveland and then just the day, the day after I was supposed to go to work and I was like, I'm too tired. So I just called in sick and I came back then the next day. And everybody was looking at me like, are you okay? Are you sure you're going to be back to work? And it's like, yeah, no, I wasn't actually sick. I was just tired and didn't feel like coming to work. But, okay, I guess the, I guess the, I guess the, the, the secret's out. Um, I faked it. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next day. Never, it's never good when the secret's out that you faked it. Right. And then because now everybody knows that, uh, that uh, you're a faker. Right. Uh, and that's... But, at least, but at, least I'm a, at least I'm a convincing faker. You know, they didn't know it until I told them. So. That's true. That's true. They I did, did it for their self-esteem. <laughs> What's that? I did it for their self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes you have to fake it to make other people feel good. That's exactly. It's all about the other person. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what have you? Uh, I mean, other than you know quarantine and still being essential, what have you been up to? Man, it's, you know, work has been absolutely chaotic. But so I've just kind of taken it upon myself. You know, right now being uh you know, online content creators like like we are i kind of saw an opportunity to you know people are stuck at home they are probably bored looking for they're desperate for stuff to do and when people get desperate that's when they're more likely to do something that involves me so i uh <laughs> you know i i host i host the podcast every week so what i started doing was um, doing a uh, daily morning live show, like a like a like a morning. I love like I love old school morning radio shows where it's just like lots of nonsense and and goofy goofy fish. Um, so I started streaming a uh, a live morning show on weekdays, um, just having fun with people, getting people to call in and then talk about you know what's going on in the news and talking about like um, you know. People, what people are doing just to, you know, stay active and not be bored during the quarantine. Um, I've just kind of taken it upon myself to just kind of start churning out more, more stuff online because, frankly, people better chance people are going to be checking it out nowadays. And honestly, it just it it gives me something to distract myself from the fact that we've uh, we've reached the end of the world as we know it. Right, which. I mean, we're working in medical, working in the medical field. I'm not, I'm not a nurse or a doctor or anything, but I'm a, I'm a maintenance man in medical field. So I'm right there with them. But 
it, it's kind of been surprising to me how uh, how few people are in the emergency rooms right now uh, during the apocalypse because that's one of the first things I said when I went to one of my uh, my emergency facilities that I work at. I said, "Man, it is awful quiet in here for the apocalypse." You would think people would be rushing in here if for no other reason than to uh, steal your PPE and right. toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's been really quiet. There's been a surprising lack of like insanity outside of people hoarding toilet paper at the grocery store. There's been a, a surprising right. lack of like people losing their minds, and and I'm honestly a little I'm a, 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 a little disappointed. I kind of expected a little more a little more chaos. Oh, it'll get there. It'll get there. <laughs> you, you you add another month onto this. I mean, you 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 work in the media. And uh, you, so you, yeah. you're part of the problem that's causing this whole panic. Apparently, you, yeah, apparently it's all our many fault. times, I'm sure. It's all our fault. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's uh, the, the further this goes on and the longer this goes on, the, the more I worry that some of these crazy groups of people out there, I typically call them my family, but <laughs> they're... <laughs> It's going to get to a boiling point, and I'm, I'm afraid of that. that. That's what really concerns me about this is the fact that I know there are well-armed, crazy people oh, all yeah. over the Midwest, especially all over the country, but the Midwest just seems to, to breed them especially nuts. And, I mean, we're all on lockdown right now. There's a, I mean... That, that's one of the reasons I don't think the uh, uh, law enforcement's going to enforce this whole thing a whole lot as far as the lockdown and the stay-at-home order, just because if they do, they need to be very tactful. So I, what I can say is, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I do work for the media. I finally got my first press pass as a result of all this nonsense. No, uh, yeah, I'm not an actual. I'm not not a journalist. Up close personal interview with coronavirus itself. That's nice. Exactly. I can ask coronavirus <laughs> about its involvement with Hurricane Katrina because you know coronavirus Katrina. They both start with the K. But right, uh, right. and it's all Bush's fault anyway. It's so all Bush's Bush, fault. We know. We know this. Exactly. It all. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's, that's three points Illuminati triangle. Some nonsense like that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> They uh, so yes, they actually gave us press passes and these like government issued letters that we have to keep on us at all times, so that if we do get pulled over, we can show them that like basically like you know I'm I'm working an essential job, and that way they basically can't tell me to like go home. Um, it's you know I I'm working at a news station, and you know I'm kind of that that's the thing for me I think it's part of the reason why I I wanted to do all this extra like you know podcasting and stuff is is I need the distraction because I'm at work 8 hours a day just surrounded by coronavirus stuff nonstop I, I mean I'm drowning in it and it's one of those things where it it does get really overwhelming and I I need that that break from reality because you know, like and we're all, I mean, everybody is having, is experiencing a hard time right now, but I literally have to live it eight hours a day, five days a week. And it's, it's, it gets overwhelming. You know, new, the, even the news stations right now are having to do things that are crazy for everyone's safety. So for the last two weeks, our field reporters, our journalists have been doing their reports from home. They sent our reporters home with cameras and field editing equipment and have them all set up in their living rooms 
So when you see, uh, you know, Joe Smith from from you know Station, you know, four, right. doing a report on something, he's doing it in his living room with his suit jacket on top and pajama bottoms on the bottom because you can't see it. Um, right. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. We just had our our chief meteorologist set up and do a weather report from her house the last two days. Um, it's they're getting to the point where they're going to be having all the news pretty much done from people's homes because they want as few people in the studio as possible. Even my job, you know, I'm in the I'm in the control department. They we normally sit in this little room with a billion computer screens. You've seen pictures of what my office looks like and, and keep the, the feeds going on the air. They've now got us split up at remote locations throughout the office so that we're away from each other so we can still run stuff on the air but not be in the same room as each other anymore. I mean, it's it's even the news is having to take drastic measures to make sure that we're still keeping stuff on the air, but we're still doing it like at a safe distance from each other. Right, right. Which, which I mean, that's that's one of the reasons they put me on uh, second shift because I mean, of of course, I work in medical facilities, but a lot of them are closed down in the evening, so I'm I'm able to go in there and work by myself, and I don't really have a whole lot of a lot of interaction with other people. It's pretty much just here we are by myself. I can go ahead and which is kind of nice because I can get work done that I normally would have people complaining about me doing while they're in there, which is nice. But I do have I do have a couple of twenty four hour uh, emergency facilities that I maintain as well. So with those, I mean, there's still not there's only so much distance you can keep. When, yeah. when you're in that situation because you're still having to work on equipment that people are right there trying to use while you're still working on it. So. Our, uh, our, our broadcast engineers are, uh, you know, who are big, you know, basically IT guys, but they're brilliant IT guys, um, have that similar issue where they're like, you know, our, part of their job is whenever somebody has a problem with their computer, they're supposed to go to that person and fix the issue. And that's, you know, kind of putting the engineers at, at risk a little bit if that person has it and doesn't know it or something, then they run that risk of infecting them. We're actually rolling out this week. The engineers are basically going to be on call only working from home, um, only coming in if it's something that they physically have to be there to fix. Everything else they're going to try to remote in and fix from home. It's you know, Like I said, pretty soon my department, which is like three people at a time, is going to be the only ones in this giant news building. Yeah, well, have the whole building to yourself. It's going to be that scene <laughs> in the Breakfast Club where the music's going, and I'm just dancing around on the shelves and jumping over stuff, and you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Tom Cruise dancing around in my underwear playing air guitar on a on a candlestick. Why not? Why not? That sounds like a plan to me. I mean, I've already been doing that at work in some of my empty facilities. Because, <laughs> because, you know, I'm there eight, nine hours a night. What else am I going to do, you know? <laughs> I even I charge time on it. You know, it's uh, what what were you doing for this hour? This is exactly it. Uh, dancing in underwear like Tom Cruise. And uh, <laughs> so far, so far, they haven't uh, they haven't questioned it. <laughs> Don said he's doing what? what did Don say he's doing? That's eh, what he's doing. <laughs> One of, one of the jobs I used to have, we used to have to keep our own uh, little journal of things that we did throughout the day. And the problem was it was on a community computer. So anybody could get on there and get into your journal and make changes. Oh. And we would. We did all the time. You know, I, I think I gave somebody an hour's worth of time once for uh, uh, taking a poop and found a quarter. 
And that's <laughs> really... <laughs> Wait, they, they found the quarter in the poop? That. What's that? They found a quarter in the poop? Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, wow. I figured that was worth an hour of company time. If you're willing to root through poop for money, man, good, good on you. <laughs> that's you did. That's just that's just that's good prospector training right there. Exactly. Well, you got your little pan. You know, enough water. You don't really have to touch any anyway. We're get we're getting <laughs> off whatever the topic may have originally been. Oh, coronavirus. That's a good way to catch it. Digging through uh, poop for money. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's not a good time. Not a good time you, for poop, you just can't poop quite, prospectors. You can't quite wash your hands enough after that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't even think. I feel like washing my hands just having talked about it. Honestly, <laughs> uh, keep a safe distance right now. That's and that's why uh, I know you're doing your uh, your. Your is it a daily live show that you do your brunch yeah. show. Yeah, it's it's weekdays at eleven, and uh, it's it's from here in my studio. I do it on Twitch, and um, it it was something I had been wanting to do for a while. I just hadn't quite finished planning out um, like the format and the logistics of it yet. So it's still very much a work in progress. But that's fine because nobody's watching it anyway, so I can uh, screw up on air and not feel too guilty about it. But yeah, it's I guess I'm, I'm a huge fan of you know old school morning I've been, radio. I've been screwing and, up on air for like five years now so it's okay and they still even with the pandemic they still haven't taken you off the air yeah well i'm 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 recording and then i i upload everything onto their computer and then it goes out anyway so yeah i'm not allowed in the studio anymore but you know Uh, so they're so they're slowly they're easing you into your shutdown right yeah this is nothing to do with coronavirus they just don't want me in the studio (laughs) (laughs) When it's all over with, they're going to be like, okay, so, uh, Don, we think it would be best if you just didn't come back to the studio. Right, right. Just just keep recording at home, and then, then they're going to have some fake uh, place where I can upload my show to where I think it's going to broadcast, and as long as I think it will, they'll just keep having me upload my show to some <laughs> some fake place somewhere on the cloud where it never, <laughs> never gets heard again. What you don't realize is when you're uploading the file, it's going straight to their recycle bin. Right, <laughs> you're literally uploading yeah. it to their recycle fan. Hey, we're gonna uh, you upload this thing now to this new RB folder, Don. Uh, yeah. RB stands for Radio Broadcast. Perfect, perfect. That's yeah. I'm gullible. I'll, I'll yeah. buy it. I'll buy it. Hey, hey did my <laughs> show play on the air? Oh, it sure did, Don. It sure did. Well, yeah, because they know I don't listen to their station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I guess one got millions of people that don't bother to listen to WWSU. <laughs> I got a new episode for you. Thanks, Don. We're going to hang that right there on the fridge where everyone can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want is my episodes hung on the fridge at the radio station. <laughs> Just to make me feel special. That's really... <laughs> Just so everyone can enjoy it. All right. <laughs> yep. Good job, little guy. Anyway. <laughs> Now you're you're still doing the uh, the basement lounge podcast. Yeah, we've been we've been having some you know uh, all the so I, I intended for the month to March to be this whole big gratitude month and I was doing uh, these daily gratitude things on Facebook and then what I was doing is I was every week instead of doing a traditional episode of the show where I would interview somebody and have a conversation, I was uh, using it to do shorter episodes where I was one person at a time. Um, just showing gratitude to the people who have been supporting the show uh, through Anchor and Patreon. 
And uh, so we're we're we just did one uh, this past week. We got one more coming up, unless more people join the Patreon, in which case you get your own episode. Great. Um, but yeah, the Basement Lounge is still going great. Every Friday, you know, it's a great conversation show. We had just started doing, and again, screw you, coronavirus. We had just started doing um, mult, uh, some multicam in-studio shows. We had uh, Andrew Medicitis and Claudia Gomez on for the first one for the Valentine's Day special. And it was a lot of fun. I had this cool panel discussion. And we did it with Dusty Harvey and Savannah Webb. And we were having a lot of fun doing that. And then now there's a pandemic. So now I can't do that anymore. And, and, but, uh, yeah, still, still doing the show, still like having people on for, you know, the conversations and then to talk about just the nonsense of the day and what kind of what's going on in their industry. And we're, we're figuring out, you know, how we're going to do that going forward. Um, you know, obviously it'll probably be kind of like this, having a lot of people call in and right. probably be slightly shorter episodes. Cause uh, there's just something about having a person call in over the phone versus having them in the studio where sometimes that you don't quite get that, that back and forth dynamic quite as well. But, uh, right, right. but yeah, so we're still show still going on every Friday. You know, our, our original goal was to do 50 episodes straight without taking a break. We're up to 34. Now we're, we're almost there. We're about, we're 16 away from hitting our, our 50 episode goal. And, uh, yeah, it, it's still, still loving it, still having fun, still looking for ways to always, uh, uh, broaden the audience and, and get it into new, get into new years. Right. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's the hard part. And, and phone interviews, I, I've gotten used to them now. Uh, there are still every now and then I'll interview somebody where it's just not really going well, kind of like this. No, I'm kidding. But, no, I'm <laughs> but no, that, that's why the ones I've been doing, uh, lately that, because I was kind of hit hit for a loop. Because I'm used to having a, a guest co-host in, we can bounce around things more. And now it's just me and one other person. So I'm kind of I'm easing into it this week. I did I had a show with Holly Shock, and then uh, Thursday I recorded a show with uh, with Charlie Hester, and now with you. So it's people that I have a good enough back and forth with that I can still do a full hour show. Yeah, even, what, even with a call in, because I'm kind of used to doing the longer show like that. Yeah, when but, it's people you know well, people that uh, you kind of have a dynamic with already, it's definitely it's definitely easier to pull off than when it's hey, I'm interviewing so and so who's a who's a actor out in Vegas. You know, you're lucky if you can pull thirty right. minutes out of that. Right, because yeah, I've had a couple where I've, it's been a stretch trying to keep it going, and I've had so I've had some. There's some pod, other podcasters I've interviewed where, I mean, it, the back and forth is great because that's what they're used to doing anyway. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes when you get some of the some of the actors on that aren't as used to uh, the nonstop idiocy that is the life radio show. <laughs> They're a little, they're a little less comfortable. It's a little harder to get responses from. So yeah, that's, it's something that it, I guess the life in general has been just a, uh, it's been a growing and learning process from the beginning because I remember a little over five years ago, I had no idea what the hell I was doing in an interview and I stumbled through and I still really don't, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I make know- it well. If you again, yeah. See, that's what's you, you got to get good at faking it because that's what makes other people think you know what the hell you're doing. Right, right, yeah. And I have no clue. I never have, <laughs> and uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've gotten better in five years. 
I just think I've gotten more full of crap. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, I, I, I will slightly, I will disagree with that a little bit because I've, you know, I've been coming on your show for a couple, you know, pretty much five, yeah, pretty much for five years since I yeah, since I moved yeah. up here, and I, it's it's it's, regular, it's, yeah. it's evolved, and it's I can I can go back and listen to episodes I've been on and see how the show, especially because when you have repeat guests. You know, I listened to that first episode I was on, and it was it was a little touch and go because we didn't know each other, and you know right. there we have. But as time has gone on, I feel like when you have occasionally you have just those natural guests who are just dynamic and quick and fast and and get the show right away, and that's great. But you know, when you look at like having a repeat guest on, you know, we'll use me as an example. You can see how the show changes every time I come on because. We, we get more and more used to each other. We know how to, we know we can anticipate what the other person's going to say, play off the joke and, and, and go from there. We know how the other person kind of thinks in this kind of thing. So I think it does allow for the show has allowed for the free, for the life to, to change and evolve and get better because you keep having these people back on and that dynamic continues to grow. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But I I don't think the first I think the first time you were on wasn't a bad show. I mean, we got to no. we got to talk we got to talking a lot about pirate larping. Damn right we did. <laughs> What's that? I said, damn right we did. And yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, fantastically fascinating stuff. But <laughs> it's, it's funny too because I just I just had one of my one of my pirate buddies on on the morning show a couple days ago, and uh, from the time that we're recording this, and uh, you know now I've. You know, we're probably we're anticipating that's probably not going to get to happen this year, and so I've kind of been reminiscing about that a lot lately. And it's it, man, I just I love it, man. Pirate LARPing is the best. I would I would think with a uh, with a deadly pandemic like this, it might add a lot of realism to the pirate LARPing. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> if, if, if we hit if we hit the Book of Eli level, like like end of the world here. Uh, I'm just driving out there to Cooper's Lake in Pennsylvania, and I because if anything, uh, Penzik every year has just been training. It's it's been good training for when we have to just start living off the land again and and living in the woods and and forming a new society. So if if anything, I'm gonna feel right at home uh, during the apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I used to camp a lot. I haven't had time for it lately, but yeah, and, and that's the same way. I can go out in the woods for several days and. You know, just wipe with anything but poison ivy. But <laughs> it, it always, I, I was having this discussion with Charlie Hester. I mean, there's been so much crap in our lives that, I mean, this is just another thing. There are people yeah. that haven't really had to deal with adversity that are just going nuts with this stuff right now because they really don't know what to do. And it's like, I'm, I'm cool. You know, I got... I got stuff. I'm good. I got my canned goods. I got food. I'll survive through this. You, you know, know I, I got, I got keys to janitor's closets. If I run out of toilet paper, I'm fine. You know. <laughs> I I saw a post on Facebook today just before we started uh, this that said, uh, "Why are millennials so messed up?" And it was like, I don't know. We watched two thousand people die on live TV when we were kids, and nothing's really been right ever since. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's. I mean, it's, pretty much. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough, and that uh, this has been. Uh, there's been a lot of things that just, especially the Dayton area has gone through in the past year, anyway. Right. 
Cause and we're, now here we are with the with the global pandemic and everybody shut down. So we're kind of like, well, it's okay. Because <laughs> we're yeah, because we're not we're not long away from the the tornado anniversary right. or the you know the KKK is talking about coming back because it went so well the first time, and uh, you know, and then and then right after that is we'll have the we'll have the anniversary of of the the shooting in the Oregon district and. Um, it, yeah, you know, the, well, the, the thing and, about the KKK coming back is if it's the same numbers they were last time, they're still not going to have a problem with social distancing. That's, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're the nine strong. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You can stay six feet away from each other and be perfectly safe. Good for you uh, guys. Good yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, well, I will say, you know, I, I will say this, you know, I, I remember when when they were when when stuff was first getting, you know, first having confirmed cases in Ohio and and, uh, you know, Governor DeWine, who I normally don't see eye to eye with, uh, you know, he rolled out some strict uh, policies right away. And, you know, it's like everybody at first was kind of like, you know, well, what the hell? It's not that bad yet. But now you look at where we're sitting statistic wise. And I mean, yeah, we it's, it's getting worse. But if you look at Ohio compared to the rest of the United States, like we're we're doing pretty good. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. And, relatively and speaking. A lot of that is, I mean, we were one of the first ones to get out and really start doing what we what we needed to do. And as much as I don't care for Dewine, I'd say he stepped up. Yeah, he he. I mean, he really surprised me with how well. Um, he and his team have, have handled things in, in Ohio, and he said, you know, all right, it's confirmed here. We're not playing around. I, I saw a, I saw this awesome thing online that, you know, compared us to Louisiana because Ohio and Louisiana had their first confirmed cases on the same day. And if you look at it, you know, Ohio has a much larger and denser population than Louisiana, but we had like a third of the cases, and when they already had like 100 deaths, we had zero at the time. And a right. lot of that's because DeWine rolled out and said, we're not playing around. We're taking this seriously. You know, uh, shut this down, shut that down, stay home. Don't go here. Don't do that. And everybody for the first couple of days was like, why is he being so serious? Now it's like people are like looking at him like, dude, you need to step it up a little bit more. Because, I mean, yeah. it is going gonna, it, it gonna to get worse. Um, yeah. There's only so much they can do without imposing, you know, full-blown martial law. Uh, yeah, but, and, that's, and that's where they're going to run into trouble with the crazy people. That's yeah, that that that's where things are good because I I do believe, and this is just me speaking as a as a paranoid thirty or thirty one year old. I do believe it's going to get to the point where martial law will be a discussion. I don't yeah, necessarily I'm, think it'll go into effect. I'm sure effect, it hasn't it been be far off yet. Yeah, I, I do think that it will become a real possibility. And yeah, like you said, if that does go into effect. Because I'm from this, I'm from the Bible Belt, man. I'm from the South, where it's it's all you know, uh, God, guns, and glory. And I I've seen people in the Midwest who are way more gun crazy than uh, than anybody down south. It is it is insane oh, yeah. to me oh, yeah. how really just gun crazy people are up here compared to down south, where. I mean, you go to Target to to buy some organic avocados, and there's a guy carrying a gun. Right. Yeah. That that those are the ones that. I mean, I have my CCW. I haven't been carrying much yet. I think as things progress and I'm out more and more, I'm going to have to. 
<laughs> just, really. I mean, just because you don't know when people are going to start going nuts. And, you know, it, it, it's a, it's frightening times. It really is. But I, I'm not a gun nut, I don't think. I'm, I'm like a, uh, maybe a gun pee. <laughs> not a nut. I'm just, just a little, like, I, <laughs> my family's gun nuts. I mean, those nuts. Yeah. I never realized that until, you know, recently, but, you know, I love them to death, but man. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm probably going to be on their side when things happen, but at the suddenly, same time, I don't know if I'm glad I <laughs> Suddenly, you do kind of want to spend a lot more time around your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, which before I was like, no, I'm going to avoid this. <laughs> right. But now it's like, okay, I better get on their good side. They have a lot of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you should be safe there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I got to get some more coffee, and my uh, my work phone's been dinging, so I got to see who the hell's trying to bother me on a weekend when I'm not on call. But uh, uh, don't go anywhere, Mike. Uh, this thing's still recording. Hopefully it's going to actually... It did a weird jump thing where it looks like it's recording on a new file. So hopefully I can find the file that it just recorded and it didn't just all vanish because <laughs> I'm not the Skype thing yet, but uh, we're going to take a real quick break and uh, I'll be back in just a few minutes with more coffee and more Mike Shea. radio show i'm your host don smith i am uh, sitting in in quarantine right now uh enjoying every minute of it i'm on the <laughs> i'm on the phone with uh, mike shea from the uh, basement lounge podcast and w- what's the name of your daily uh, show during the week 
Brunch in the basement. Brunch in the basement. That sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, it's 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 got some serious Buffalo Bill vibes. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you provide your guests with lotion. That's really the. Anyway. Well, they have. They I have to because if I don't, then I have to get the hose. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's all right to to get a hose to get some hose. So I don't know, something like that. <laughs> are, we, are we ready to discuss? You you work in the media. Are we ready to discuss important news stories? I think we're at that point. Okay, good, good, good. Because I'm I'm just just to let you know, I have not looked at any of these in advance. I'm actually pulling these up. As we speak, because usually I'll go through and I'll pick a few out. Right now, I have nothing. I'm just, I'm just going through whatever pops up on here that looks interesting. Go for it. So, all right. A 16-year-old wrestling champion helped stop a kidnapping and assault near Las Cruces, New Mexico, by pinning a man to the ground until deputies arrived. Authorities said uh, Mayfield High School student Kanan Bauer. Uh, Kanan. That sounds like he's a, a gladiator more than a wrestler. Kanan uh, Bauer uh, was being lauded as a hero after controlling suspect Daniel Arroyo Beltran, uh, 22 of Phoenix, the Las Cruces Sun News reported Thursday. Uh, Dona Ana County, County uh, deputies arrested Beltran Wednesday after witnesses told authorities he tried to kidnap three children at a gas station. The mother told authorities she got off at a bus stop with her children ages 9, 2, and 1 and was waiting for an Uber driver when... A man grabbed her two-year-old child and demanded the woman turn over her children. Uh, yeah, wow. The, and apparently this high school wrestler uh, tackled the guy. <laughs> well, you know, man, they start taking those steroids, and then it just goes straight to their head and their right. balls, That's, but also yeah. their head. <laughs> Do you say balls to their head? It goes to their balls, they shrink, and then it goes to their head because they're angry because their balls are shrunk. That makes perfect sense to me, honestly. I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no such thing as roid rage. They're just mad that they now have little balls. That 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 explains it. I mean, I would definitely be angry about that too. Exactly. Every I'd be like, go up down there, yeah, because you're 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 all buff, but you know, once you once you get into the bedroom, you got you got no uh, you got no balls. So. <laughs> But at least you can be like, hey, it's not my fault. It I'm just really buff, so it looks small. Right, like, well, right. No, that's actually small. That's <laughs> yeah, but who was it? Gallagher. Gallagher always used to say, you can you can make every, he didn't understand bodybuilders, you can make every part of your body bigger except for one, and by comparison, that now looks smaller. <laughs> the idea, The idea should really be to lose a bunch of weight and get really, really skinny, because then it'll look huge. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see what else we got here uh these these are old news stories i've already covered these come on fox news odd news channel get your get your crap together uh let's see what else we got <laughs> <laughs> there's a dr Fauci donuts at uh okay well, let's, let's let's see what we have here let's see what we uh, donuts delight a donut shop in uh, a donut shop in Rochester, New York, is selling donuts featuring the likeness of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, Fauci, an immunologist and director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, has entered into the spotlight as he appeared regularly uh, during President Donald Trump's televised briefings about the COVID-19 pandemic. The donut is made by printing an image of Fauci, 79 years old, onto the uh, uh, thin edible paper uh, placed on top of a thick layer of buttercream frosting. 
Sounds delicious. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're watching the news like everyone else, said uh, franchisee of Donuts Delight, Nick Semeraro. Uh, Bless you. Exactly. He's, uh, he's on TV giving us facts. You've got to respect that. We're bipartisan. We stay neutral, but you've got to give credit where credit's due. And apparently turn him into a donut. <laughs> you spend your whole life working for the, working, becoming the top mind in your field point where you're appointed by the White House, the government, the President of the United States, but nothing compares to having your face on a donut. Exactly, because that's, I, I tell you the truth, I could, I could use my face in a couple donuts right now. Right? Bill's is closed. Uh, yeah, I know, that's terrible. That's ter- I, haven't, I haven't seen if uh, my uh, bakery down the street's open or not. Probably not. Oh, they have such good donuts. Yeah, the, uh, I can't even, the Albrecht's. Yeah, uh, uh, I remember when you were, went there the one time. Yes, yes. I, I don't know if they're closed or not. They probably are. Oh, just like everything else. I'm, I'm still, I'm still reeling from Wiley's being closed because it's been so long since I've had a weekend where I didn't have to be there. Oh man, I, yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you about that too. See how you're doing. Um, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I, well, you know, it's it's. It's touch and go. I'm not. I'm not sure. There's there's a lot up in the air right now. We're trying to see what we can do as far as uh, getting some of these uh, mystery government loans to try to help things run. Because the thing is, I mean, we were on such a thin margin anyway, yeah. and now, I mean, we still have bills. Yeah, we just don't have any revenue to pay them. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. What actually happens with that? I'm, I mean, I'm, I've been talking to my partners about trying to keep things running and see what we can do. And cause it's, it's not like a lot of the bars and restaurants. I mean, they're all struggling right now, but a lot of them can still do, uh, carry out. They can still do delivery. Uh, you can't really do that with a comedy club because nobody's going to want a comedian showing up with nachos at their house. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will say we've been. We, uh, you know, a lot of us were getting so stir crazy. So, uh, Mike Wells, Dusty Harvey, and I, we started a, uh, a Dayton Comics Discord server, and um, we've been hosting open mics, uh, more or less feedback, you know, like feedback shows, but um, in the in the Discord server to give ever still give everybody a place to practice and write and uh, and kind of just kind of scratch the itch a little bit. What we need to do is just do an online comedy show for Wileys. Well, yeah, some, somebody had recommended that, and they said, well, why don't you just record something at the show of a comedian and put it on, like, pay-per-view or something? It's like, because who's going to watch it? Who's yeah. going to watch a comedian telling jokes to an empty room? There's no energy exchange. There's no live show feeling, and that's I don't see how that would, <laughs> I don't see how that would work as no. far as making any kind of income. It would, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get your best out of the comedian because they wouldn't have that, that crowd energy going in the room. It would, you know, if you've, if you've ever been to an open mic where a comedian is performing to an empty room, it is hard. Yes. It's hard to watch. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And th- and that's the thing. Why, why would somebody pay money to watch that when they have a Netflix account and they can watch any of 50,000 different stand up comedians doing sets in front of actual audiences? Why would they pay money to watch me perform to perform a set in front of no audience when they won't come watch me do it for free? I mean, come right, on. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, it, it's uh, 
there have been a lot of people su- suggest things like that, and I appreciate their suggestions. I appreciate yeah. what they're trying to do and where they're coming from. The reality is probably not something that's going to work. Not really, but, no. But I, I have been talking with my partners about making sure things get back up and running at some point whenever we're ready to get back out there, whenever we have the release to do so. Uh, because it's Ohio's, it's, it's Ohio's oldest comedy club, and it would be a shame if it was another casualty of coronavirus. A hundred percent. It is. It is a. It is. A, it's, it's a city landmark for crying out loud. Well, yeah. I mean, it should be. Uh, see that? That's what I need to get a hold of Mike Dewine and let him know that you know all these shutdowns are, are destroying America or Ohio's oldest comedy club, and we need we need to be. We're historic. We need to be. We we're essential. Money. We need money. Yeah, <laughs> I won't say we're essential because, I mean, it still usually isn't groups of more than 30 that gather there, but yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> See, that's when all this first started and they said, oh, don't get in groups larger than 100. It's like, yep, we're good. Don't get in groups bigger than 50. Yeah, we're okay. Don't get in groups bigger than 10. It's like, ah, we should oh, probably shit. close down because I think there were 12. Nope. <laughs> Uh, it's a we're we're definitely hoping to keep things back up and running once everything once all the dust settles and the smoke clears we're hoping that we can keep things keep things going with the club because it's it's a it's a very important place to the local comedy community it's a it's an important place to uh you never realize that till you see some of the comments and stuff from some of the comics and how much they miss it and how they feel about the place and it's uh, it's definitely something that we have to make sure comes back strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think once, once we're able to, I think you're going to see, uh, because a lot of us are so, because first of all, I was talking about this on another show the other day, people are going to be so starved for getting out of the house and doing something. I think you're going to see a lot of local businesses get absolutely just, swamped with people you know like the bars and restaurants are going to be packed uh you're going to see i really and truly do believe you probably see first couple of nights where a place like wiley's gets just just swamped with people because people want to get out of the house they want to go do something they're dying for for anything other than sitting around at the house and doing stuff but not only that, you've got you've got this community of, of comedians here in Dayton who do have this love and 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 loyalty to Wiley's that they're going to be wanting to book shows and put together events and you know talk, you know like like we did when we had when we had the shooting last year they're going to be wanting to put together you know uh, 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 fun, you know fun you know not fundraisers but you know these. So, uh, events right. to help support people and 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 th- I think you're going to see this huge surge of stuff like that here in Dayton, Ohio. Because I also feel I also have a just from what I'm already seeing is that this whole thing is going to cause I think it's going to cause a massive like societal uh, uh, shift in the in, in just in people in general. I think people are going to suddenly have. They're they're going to have no other choice but to uh, evolve and shift and adapt the just kind of the way they approach life in general. I don't think they're going to have a choice; otherwise, they're going to go insane. And so, I think when we do come out of this on the other end, I think you're going to see people suddenly 
You know, this, this, we've seen this happen throughout history numerous times where a massive tragedy comes and people have to kind of get their fish together and, and, and reevaluate things. And, uh, I think we're going to see that to where I, I think we might see kind of a, a resurgence in appreciation for like, uh, f- for the arts, you know, we might see where suddenly business at the neon will be booming and more people will be going out to comedy shows and things like that. I'm hoping because live performance is something that we don't want to lose. And right now that's something that we can't have. Exactly. It's, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's a wake up call to people that once this is over, that they need to appreciate things like that while they still exist. Exactly. You know, we've been seeing it all the time where people are talking about how, you know, we've been saying for years, Oh, why would we ever want to, you know, this is slightly, slightly different issue. Why would we ever want to pay, the people that work in grocery stores more than minimum wage. Like, well, right now they're the only ones who are working. Right. Right. Exactly. You have grocery store employees, you have fast food workers, you have all the people that, that you don't think of as essential until they're the only ones left and you need to go get toilet paper. Exactly. You know, you, you are, you know, like even, even people like people like me, you know, we're the only ones in our, in our building right now because somebody has to be there to make sure that everybody else who's stuck at home can watch television. There are those little, little departments or those little jobs that nobody thinks about or nobody gives really a second thought to that. Now suddenly you are, people are dependent on and you're going to see that a lot as well, you know, because there's a lot of professional comedians and musicians right now who aren't touring aren't doing shows and that's where they make their money and they're at home trying to figure out something else to do. Um, there have been, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, you can't do this with comedy, but like there, there was a, there's a music venue out in Las Vegas called the space and they set up uh, live streaming equipment so that bands can come set up there and perform a show to an empty room, but they can live stream it. We've seen, John Legend and uh, Dave Matthews doing live stream little shows from their homes. Again, you can't do that with comedy because it's such a uh, an audience dynamic based field. But you know, right. a lot of comedians have been having to get into find other ways to make money. Uh, Mark Ellis got a job working with you know those uh, those apps where it's like live trivia you can win money from. He's doing stuff with them, and there are people who are getting into like live streaming on YouTube and Patreon and Twitch and and stuff like it's. But these creative people that we we want to watch their specials on Netflix and stuff, they're having to find something else to stay to survive now. And so when we do come out of this on the other side, yeah, I think people are. I, I think I think it's inevitable. People, not that they need to have because they do, but they're going to have a shift in how they feel and and support and appreciate those kinds of things because. You know, they they didn't have them for a while. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, when it's taken away from you, you realize how much you're going to miss it. Exactly. All right, I think we're going to hit one more news story. All right. Uh, just just because I really want to put this one up there because I think this might be the uh, the depending on what happens with this one, it might be the episode title. Yeah. Uh, em- <laughs> employees at a Utah Utah auto shop ended up calling the state division of wildlife resources for help when a woman woman's engine compartment turned out to be housing a marmot. Uh, oh. the, 
Yeah, the division the Division of Wildlife Resources said employees of the Jiffy Lube in Springfield reported that a woman brought her car into the shop this week after spotting some debris and oil on the ground near the vehicle. Mechanics popped open the hood and called the Division of Wildlife uh, when they spotted what appeared to be a beaver stuck inside the engine compartment. Conservation officer Sean Spencer responded to the shop and removed a marmot from inside the vehicle. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Jiffy Lube and your marmot. So I was thinking well, lube, and the, lube and the Marmot could be a uh, possible episode title. It nobody, nobody mechanically, but... Nobody better equipped to handle a beaver situation than a company with lube in their name. That is true. That is true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, they had that beaver lubed up in a Jiffy. It's... <laughs> Hey Dave, how much do we charge for removing a beaver from a car? Is that a is that a one hour job? We, we, what, do we, what do we classify that under? Uh, put it put put it under uh, uh, routine maintenance. Yeah, what well, whatever it is, I'm sure the actual rate's going to be a lot higher than what the estimate was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, but but unfortunately, in this case, they couldn't tell the difference between a beaver and a marmot. I mean. Can you? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! What the you, hell you is a marmot? A marmot is a beaver-like, okay. <laughs> a beaver-like <laughs> mammal. A, a marmot's kind of like a prairie dog. It's 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 kind it's kind of it's longer and thinner than a beaver. You know, beavers beavers should be kind of round and bushy a little bit, especially <laughs> in the seventies. <laughs> beavers should be round and bushy, <laughs> right? I kind of figured there'd be something to come out of there, that. There's, there's something there. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing down beavers are round and bushy. <laughs> <laughs> Longer and thinner than a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now you can tell a beaver from a marmot, and that's that's, that's great. What's really important is it's all about what we learn on the Life Radio Show, and today we have learned that there's a difference between a marmot and the beaver, and the I'm beavers just, are round and bushy. I'm just, I'm just glad that the, the glad that marmot never took off as a euphemism quite the way that that beaver did. I don't think That's anybody great. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> if I'm marmot diving, that's yeah. That doesn't have a nicer ring. To it. <laughs> Yeah, just see Donald doing? Trump. Yeah, just go up and grab her by the marmot. It doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two and a half minutes ago, we were talking about the importance of people shifting their perceptions on life and appreciating the art. And this is the kind of you guys need to appreciate these kinds of things. This is the yeah, kind absolutely. of stuff. <laughs> absolutely. Who else is going to grab you by the marmot quite like we do? <laughs> Sometimes Correct. you just got to grab life by the marmot. Grab life by the <laughs> Uh, oh, well, you know they I'm say a bird in the hand is worth two in the marmot. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just I'm just glad we were able to end on a high note. That's oh, good. me too. It's, we always bring things been. back around, and we we end them classy. Classy, as classy as you possibly can on the life. Oh yeah, it, it's it's been a couple of a couple of good episodes recently because the episode with with Holly Shock came out uh, yesterday, and that was called right. Python Monkey Sex, <laughs> which 
if you've ever wondered what Python monkey sex was, you have to listen to that episode. Go back. It's only, you know, it's only the, by the time this comes out, it'll be about a week ago that uh, Python monkey sex was released. <laughs> Python monkey sex sounds like what Holly Shock would use as the title for her, com- her first comedy album. It does. It does. But it's, it's, it's a title for an episode that she was on. So, yeah, we could we yeah. might be able to work something out. I mean, I'm going to charge her some fees to use that title. Oh, of course, of course. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm good with that. Anyway, now, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you that, a few minutes. Yeah. What's that? No, good, good, good. Oh, I was just going to give you a few minutes to, uh, uh, let us know where we can find the basement lounge, where we can find uh, brunch in the basement with the uh, lotion and the hose. <laughs> and, uh, any, any of your social media that you want to throw out there for us? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. I've got, I've got so many projects I'm working on. Uh, so the basement lounge is my, is my main show. That's a, uh, weekly conversation interview podcast available on all podcast apps. Uh, every Friday we drop a brand new episode. We're currently in the middle of doing a gratitude series, thanking all of our, uh, supporters on anchor and Patreon. Uh, you can also check out our morning weekday morning live show called brunch in the basement. That is on Twitch twitch.tv slash basement lounge pod and it's a it's the one hour show 11 a.m on weekdays uh go to our website basementloungepod.com get all the information there um i'm also uh, hosting a show for cinescape media called mixtape radio which is a monday weekly monday show where i uh draw uh, just shine a light on five uh independent bands of and artists of any genre of music and tell you where you can go find their stuff online and uh, we had a great one last week and I'm um, doing doing more stuff for Cinescape as well. And then you can find me on all the social media uh, at Mike Shea Comedy, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or go to my website, MikeShayComedy.com. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in. Uh, hopefully, all the recording stuff I did worked. If not, I'll get a hold of you and <laughs> have wow. you send me what you recorded. Fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on, man. This was fun. Yeah, it's been great. Be safe out there. Uh, us essential employees have to be careful because you don't you don't know what we're walking into every day. Chaos, just chaos. chaos. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's it's been great talking to you. Enjoy your uh, you you work the weekend too, so you yeah. uh, you you're extra screwed. I'm, uh, that's, uh, I'm doomed. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'm going to go cancel my plans for tonight, and uh, I, <laughs> I I appreciate you calling in. We will talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to Life Radio Show. Uh, We will be back uh, eventually. Uh, Keep listening in. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. It's longer and thinner than a beaver.